Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. You know, there have been a lot of recent high-profile attacks in the past weeks, some of which are very prominent organizations. You know, Singtel's Optus, Uber, Starbucks, Shangri-La. And as members of the public, we are mostly on the receiving end of news when such attacks happen. But what actually takes place between the two involved parties of such cyber attacks. The organization hit by the attack and of course the attackers themselves, right? Most attackers are business-minded. They launch attacks to perhaps demand ransom for financial gains. But what is the process of negotiating with them or should we even negotiate with them? We're going to find out more right now on the line with me is Guy Siegel, who is the VP of Cybersecurity Services for Asia Pacific at Signia. Good morning, Guy. Good morning, this is a very interesting topic, but I guess I want to get to know your company a little bit first. You guys, of course, are a cyber technology and services company. You provide high-end consulting and incident response support to organizations worldwide. Tell us a little bit more about some of the services and from your observation, what are some of the trends and issues in the cybersecurity field? Thank you. So, so we, we're a seven-years-old company established in uh, Tel Aviv and, and now a global company with operations in Singapore, London, Mexico City, New York, and from next week in Sydney as well. And uh, um, we are fully owned by Temasek. We were acquired by Temasek in 2018, so we are a Singapore-owned company. Um, what we do is basically divided into two parts, which are quite uh, um, um, equal in their size. Mm. One of them is the proactive uh, services. We're assisting organizations uh, to prevent to be better protected and better prepared uh, uh, for an attack. And the other one is to assist organizations under attack. Um, and um, when, you, when we discuss the uh, uh, proactive services, um, we usually come to organizations to elevate their security posture and while uh, hands-on uh, attacking them and, and making sure that this is not just a theoretical discussion, but based on our understanding of their security posture and their, uh, uh, I would say, opportunities to enhance it. Okay. Guy, I'm always fascinated when it comes to walking through a criminal mind. I'm a trained profiler myself, and I tend to think that with regard to these cyber criminals, it's usually, they usually do it for good sport. Are there more layers to this? What's in the mind of a cyber criminal? Depends who's the cyber criminal. Ah. We, we, divide, <laughs> we divide the threat actors into, into, into a few groups. Okay. Uh, there are the state actors that has different motivations. Uh, there are the criminal uh, 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 crime gangs uh, uh, that are looking for the financial revenues, and mm-hmm. then they act and think pretty much similar to, to any other business that we know. And there are what we call hacktivists that are trying just to uh, create chaos uh, for political uh, uh, reasons, and, and they're a bit less common, I would say, uh, here in Asia. Okay. The most uh, uh, common threat actors here in the region are either the state uh, actors or the uh, crime gangs and I think that the crime gangs are, are a bit more interesting to focus at. Alright, so talking about these two in particular and even the crime gangs, what is the process like when they decide, okay, we want to infiltrate this organization, we want to launch an attack? Well, it, it usually starts, we, we, always, we, we always 
we were always surprised to see that it usually starts with uh, um, neglected points within the organizations. Okay. In many cases, the threat actors are not aiming and targeting an organization, but looking for the weakest animal in the herd. A bit such as uh, you know, National Geographic uh, videos. Mm. Um, and when they start and when they find a way to penetrate that organization, they are starting to invest efforts. And, and such as any other organization efforts means cost uh, for them. Um, in order to create the right settlements within the network of the, of the victim. When they can execute, and execute means either to uh, uh, create an outage in some of the services or to hold some critical information that they can aim to publish if they don't get paid, they will create uh, um, that compelling event from their perspective in order to force the victim to pay. So essentially, it wouldn't be wrong to say that these guys are organizations that are looking for business opportunity with uh, inverted commas in that sense. Absolutely correct. Mm. Absolutely correct. Think of them as an organization who's investing in his uh, business development. Mm-hmm. And now when things are happening, they have the motivation, they have the incentive to uh, strive to a deal. Okay. So you bring with that mindset, you actually bring less emotion into the, the negotiating process. Guy, walk us through what happens, you know, when an attack's been launched, some kind of a demand is made. What's the negotiation process like between the, the victim and the attackers, the victim organization, that is? So it, it, it usually starts, by the way, by making the decision that the organization is willing to negotiate. Okay. And it's not always easy. In cases that the organization is not that the victim, the company, is not looking to pay the ransom, they still need to understand that there's lots of value in negotiation. Um, good professional negotiation can uh, uh, lead you to a better understanding of what's happening, to get the right evidence, to buy time, and even to make the understanding of the directly decision whether to pay or not based on facts and on risk quantification and not on assumptions. Um, usually, the attacker will leave you uh, some kind of uh, um, way to communicate with them. Okay. Could be uh, a Tor link, could be uh, any other mean of communication. And uh, they would expect to receive some kind of an acknowledge that uh, a dialogue is starting. Right. At this point, it's becoming, starting to be very interesting. Yeah. We're going to movie territory now. I mean, do you get a professional to help with the negotiation? Have you ever facilitated such a negotiation? Yes. So the, the negotiation is not done by a single person, but yeah. by a team. Okay. The team includes the negotiator. Uh, for instance, we work with this, this, a negotiator, and he now is negotiator for the past uh, uh, seven years, um, a guy that used to negotiate in, in many other domains and, and uh, immigrated into cyber negotiations, and he led with us some of the most amazing and, and, and fascinating negotiations with, with leading Russian gangs, and then uh, Chinese gangs and others. Wow. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a trailer. It's a trailer. It's, it's extremely fascinating. And, um, but it's not just, just the negotiator. Right. It's the a company which was being attacked. Uh, you know, in some cases, you need to have the directives of the CEO and even the board of directors. Um, it's the 
technical manager, the incident response manager that knows the facts. Right. Because if, if the attacker claims to have something, to own something, you need to make sure that he is not uh, 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 bluffing you. Um, and if you get some evidence from the attacker, it can assist you in getting a better understanding of what really happened. Mm. It sounds like a game of chess as well, but there must have been situations that you've been involved in where the emotions must be quite high in that room. And that's exactly the case where a professional negotiator is needed. You can think of that in a way a bit uh, like those hostile, uh, hostage yeah. negotiations. Yeah. Emotions are important. And by the way, they can play even a positive role if you know how to use them. Mm. But they can make lots of damage. Mm. Mm. How, how long do these negotiations typically last for? At least days. Wow. I mean, with the professional negotiator, right? Is it complicated in the sense that there is a lot of consulting to do? You have to even go right up to the CEO. I'm going to take this approach, that type of thing. Obviously, there will be emotions involved. Does that complicate matters? Or is the negotiator given a certain amount of power to run the show in that sense? The show is being run not by the negotiator, but by the crisis manager. Right, right. Uh, The negotiator, of course, has his, his own perspectives mm-hmm. and experience, and he understands a good negotiator and a professional one really understands the uh, nuances and, and the, the, the inlines uh, of what he reads and, and the way that he communicates with the threat actor. In, in, mm. I'll give you an example. Okay, okay. In one of the recent cases we, we dealt with, the threat actor was starting to lose his patient. Um, and, and that was a phase in which the experience of a negotiator, uh, uh, the nuances, the, the, the way that he communicated really played an important role between uh, a good negotiator, ne- negotiation that settled very well, and uh, um, the, the threat actor completely losing its patient and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and blowing up the, the, the thing. Wow, I can imagine the amount of training and skill involved. It's so fascinating. Guy, you know, at the start of it, you did mention that it's always a case of there is room for some kind of a negotiation and that's usually set out by the threat actor, right? How do organizations decide, you know, with regard to that, how do they decide that I am going to negotiate with you? Or is it a case of you study the facts and you ensure that you don't call the bluff wrongly? So in, many, in most cases, we would recommend organizations to negotiate. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you cannot negotiate uh, professionally and in a proper manner, then the, the negotiation can also create damage. Mm. But if, if, if you can negotiate in a professional manner uh, with a skilled and, 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 and I would say highly skilled and experienced negotiator team, of course, we would recommend to do the negotiation even for tactical reasons, to understand who are you facing, uh, um, what are the, the risks that you're facing? Uh, does the threat actor hold uh, more information than, 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 than you think? What kind of information? How old is it? Um, we, it it's always good. And uh, if, if uh, a victim, a company, is looking to, to make the payment, in many cases, good negotiation can heavily discount the amount of ransom. Mm. Um, heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's also important. 
Mm. There's a lot of the mindset now, especially when it comes to cybersecurity, that it's not a case of if, but when. I mean, based on the topic that we've been discussing, Guy, how do you see cybersecurity evolving, you know, that's going to cause companies like yourselves at Signia to innovate even more? Do you see a need for more professional cyber terrorist negotiators in that sense? Oh, definitely. Definitely. We, we, we understand and we see the ways of communication. We see that the threat actors are becoming more and more aware of the negotiators. And then, by the way, they know how to make use of uh, non-skilled negotiators as well. Mm. Um, they are uh, making uh, use of um, unexperienced. It, it's a non-symmetric uh, battle. Think of okay. that. Okay. The CEO of the, or the CFO of, of, the, of the victim company is uh, uh, communicating with a threat actor for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. While the threat actor is communicating on a daily basis with victim companies. Um, so, yes, you need to be highly skilled. And, and the negotiator needs to have also good understanding of uh, the, the, the threat the landscape, uh, of the cyber domain, um, of the victim company assets, risks, and, 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 and risk scenarios. And otherwise... Um, the negotiation will be held uh, when the threat actor has lots of advantage and knowledge comparing to the victim company's representative. Mm. Personal curious question. I mean, what's the baseline of qualifications needed to become one of these negotiators? Of course, you know, case to case, there has to be a fair amount of research and information available to the negotiators so that they can do exactly what you said to be able to go into that with armed with knowledge. But what is the baseline qualifications? Oh, it's a very, very unique profession. Oh, yeah. I can tell you what is the ba- what are the baseline uh, uh, um, qualifications to become a forensics uh, investigator, uh, but I cannot I cannot think of a baseline con- uh, skills and, and, and qualifications needed to become a negotiator. These people are are, are very unique, very rare to find, mm. um, and um, I, I, I really I, I can count good negotiators that I, I'm, I'm familiar with on, on a single hand. Wow. Um, yeah, so, so it, it, it's not something you can learn at yeah. uh, NTU or Polytechnic yeah. and, and, and then start yeah. gaining experience from junior to senior. It's truly here you as, as a former investigator myself. That was some of the things that were brought up, right? You, you can't teach profiling. There is a feeling to it as well. Guy, I suppose just to wrap things up, what is next for Signia? Um, we are expanding uh, in the region. We're expanding globally. Um, we are starting to uh, uh, materialize the technology that we have used in-house uh, um, for our own capabilities. Uh, we're looking to expand in Japan. Um, and we're mostly hoping to meet more and more companies uh, in the proactive phase of prevention and being better prepared to an attack than when they call us uh, to a hotline uh, under attack uh, in what we yeah. are using, with what we used to call a hell of a day. <laughs> uh, we're look, yeah, we were looking to prevent those hell of days and, and, and not just to uh, react to them with companies. Well, this has been a very fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. Guy Siegel, who is the VP of Cybersecurity Services for Asia Pacific at Signia. Thank you again for your time. Take care and have a good day. Thank you so much. Have a good day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. 
Available on Google Play or the App Store.